Welcome to Converge Coffee with Sean Sullivan. I'm here with Paul Waltz, the Program Director of Apprentice. He leads the day-to-day operations, planning, and client intern relationships for, for the company. For nearly a decade, Paul has directly overseen and managed the implementation of marketing, web design, and web development projects, as well as planning and execution of marketing strategies, programs, and campaigns. He holds a project management certification and has worked directly with extensive portfolio clients and industries during his time in the marketing and advertising agency world. Paul's career in marketing started with a two-day-per-week internship that grew into a full-time project management position that ultimately led to a senior-level leadership position in client success and account management by the age of 25. Now for Apprentice, Apprentice fills the gap between institutional education and the real world experience required to succeed in the professional realm. They believe that um, it's, it's responsible capitalistic society should function through a grand bargain, sorry, here, where businesses and organizations benefit from um, an affordable, creative, and enthusiastic young workforce while Young people receive solid experience, meaningful training, and executive resume building. Apprentice fulfills this grand um, bargain through structured, intentional internships and apprenticeships programs that are focused on helping companies and nonprofits grow their own teams. Basically, they're helping people with potential and not looking at pedigree. And here we go, Paul Waltz from Apprentice. How are you doing today, Paul? Good. Doing well, son. How are you doing? Uh, had three cups of coffee and I'm good to go now. So the name of the game, right? That's fantastic. And that's the name of the podcast. So there we go. Um, so I think the biggest question is with internships and apprenticeships and, and people trying to figure out, um, how to do their own internships. How do you market apprentice to, um, to these companies that are needing or possibly needing internships. Actually, they probably will need internships and apprenticeships and help and structure. Yeah, absolutely. So in order to lead into how we market apprentice itself, I want to cover a little bit of what we do structurally. Aside from our word salad intro that I threw together there, um, ultimately what apprentice does is we build, structure, and implement internship and apprenticeships for companies and nonprofits, meaning that we will work with your organization to come in and put a plan together for you to work with a young workforce and ultimately use internships as a source of team growth and recruiting. Um, To your point earlier, Sean, one of the key approaches we take with that is we specifically structure our hiring process to look for people who have potential and a certain level of innate drive to succeed and find a path forward in their careers, more than what we call pedigree. Pedigree being past experience or you know aspects of their resume that, that traditionally have signaled someone who is worthy of that position or that role. Um, a, a great example of that, Constantly, especially for entry-level employees, there's been this trap here within the last several years of in order to get an entry-level position, many companies look for someone with one to three years of experience in that role already, which, in our opinion and in the opinions of a lot of our clients, ends up being um, a little bit oxymoronic. You know, an entry-level position ultimately should be built to allow someone who is 
fairly new to that realm, or at least has an interest in learning, to come alongside, get the training that they need, get the guidance they need, and be given the time to learn that role for the first time. That's what an internship does. Very well put. Thank you very much for that. Um, and that helps um, understand the difference between what I mentioned, pedigree, like you can't have like a Harvard business degree or an MBA or that kind of stuff that you're looking for. They can have that, but you're looking for more of grit potential. Um, and yeah, it's like, the, you know, the car before the horse, it's like entry level positions to have one to three years rule. They have internships that, or if they don't have internships and they're looking for an entry level position, like it, it's a catch-22. Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. You get caught in a little bit of a loop there of needing this experience um, and being unable to get that experience because you don't have the experience to take on some of these entry-level roles. So the beauty of an internship program that is well-structured, that has the proper you know procedures in place to help teach someone the skills that they need, ultimately ends up getting someone to the level of a traditional entry-level employee in the span of three to six months, you know, obviously depending on the technical nature of the role and the specific information that they need to learn. But when we build these internship programs, especially here in India over the last two to three years, we often do see these internship programs replace the need for entry-level employees. That's very interesting. And going off of just the internships alone, how do you see companies um, what's the leveraging point for companies to, to market these internships um, to help, you know, also build their talent, find new interns? Can you explain a little bit more about that at the marketing aspect of internships within companies? Yeah, absolutely. So there's a lot of ways that the internships ultimately play into marketing. Um, first and foremost, right now, nationwide, but especially the conversations happening here in Indiana, we are in the middle of what's been deemed the workforce shortage. Unemployment rates are at a, a low, they're extremely low right now. They're somewhere in the vicinity of 4%. Companies are finding it difficult to find the people that they need that have the skills they need to fill these job roles. So to your point, when it comes to marketing internships, when you position your internship program as a company, as a potential method to get connected to a company that may also have employment opportunities somewhere down the road, you can build, a, a, one, a positive opinion of your company in the communities where you are recruiting interns, but two, you can actually use the interns themselves to help market your company, your services, and ultimately your company culture. Uh, a great example of that, actually, within our own program, Last year, we had a fantastic student in a business development role uh, during a, I think he, he had a five-month internship in that case. He was a student at Butler. And in his case, he had a very positive experience and ended up telling more of his peers within the school about the positive experience he had through Apprentice and through the Apprentice client that we placed him with. Before you knew it, I had multiple people that were personal friends and connections to this awesome intern that were reaching out to me looking for new opportunities. And they ended up also being incredibly talented and qualified candidates for these other internship placements. And so suddenly we have this, this 
swell of, of goodwill and uh, positive interactions with people simply by giving one person a good experience. And so from that perspective, we see the internship programs market themselves as a way of finding additional talent through positive word of mouth. And then on the other side, one idea that came up recently here at actually our internship seminar we held last week um, was this thought of having your interns proactively provide, share new ideas to inject new thoughts into your company. When someone comes in and they are younger, they are more inexperienced, there are things you need to teach them, but they also come with their own set of ideas and thoughts and perspective, um, especially when it comes to these, these key points for the younger workforce, especially like technology and marketing and an innate knowledge and level of comfort with social media and social platforms. We believe it's worth harnessing that. If you have young interns in your company, get that feedback from them. Pick their brains around it. How can you better leverage these platforms that they are comfortable with and how might they be able to affect your company? Um, our founder, Chris, likes to quote Jack Welch, who has a, is attributed to a famous quote of this concept of finding uh, what he phrases a 14-year-old mentor. Now, in our case, you know, obviously with the internship being job growth focused, we're focused more, you know, 18 to 22 people really trying to start their careers for the first time. But the concept of getting some of those new ideas still stands. And we see that play a pretty big role in the company's marketing when they run these internship programs. Interesting. So what would you say to a company that has, um, that's apprehensive about uh, internships in the past, um, especially with the structure and I was at that seminar, and a lot of people love the onboarding process and love the reporting process that you um, – and like the seven-step process that you talked about. So you, they, they thought at the beginning and the end, but they forgot the whole gist of the middle um, that I think is, is a big thing that's forgotten. Um, and if you can kind of explain that as well as how do you guys market that um, to, to companies that are a little apprehensive – Sure, sure. So to answer your first question, you know, what do we see that typically goes wrong with internships or creates a bad experience for people in the past when they've tried internships for their companies before? Often it comes down to a lack of direction in terms of setting a cadence and a structure for continually speaking with and checking in on your intern's progress. A typical progression we see very often in companies is the first two to four weeks of an internship is extremely productive. You know, when you're first hiring your intern, you know what you need them to work on. You have your list of projects that you need help with. And when they join, there's lots for them to do. A pattern we see is by the time you hit week four or five, you get to this moment of your team looking at each other and saying, hey, they don't have anything for the intern to do. What are they going to work on today? What do we have ready for them? I actually had a situation last summer where a client of mine called me up and said, hey, we hired an intern. Today is his first day. We're out of things for him to do. Where He is reading our website. He's answering phone calls. But what can we have him do that will be more productive? And we were able to come in and help put together uh, one of our guidebooks or rubrics, as we call them, to give structure and guidance to that internship placement 
to create a balance between productivity and learning. And so you mentioned it briefly in the intro, but we, we kind of rally our mission around this concept of what we call the grand bargain, which is that ultimately an internship should be a balance between true productivity and real work and learning. And what has happened is the learning has almost been taken for granted as an innate aspect of the internship and has kind of been put to the wayside in a little bit where the internships are thought of as you come in, you work hard for a little bit of money and you'll just learn inevitably. And that's where companies often get frustrated. Someone comes in and as a young person who's never worked in a professional environment before, they often lack the polish or skills for things that we take for granted. How to send an effective email. How do I send a calendar invite to someone? How do I make sure that my language and my demeanor in a professional work environment is appropriate? These are often the things that people are most frustrated by when they've had a bad internship experience more than anything else. And the answer to that is by building a structure and setting better expectations in the beginning when an intern first comes on board, you can actually train those things in someone. You can actually create an environment where you can give an intern feedback like, hey, your emails could be more professional. Here's how we do that. And have them accept that feedback, not find it as a criticism that you know hurts their feelings. And so with that in mind, a lot of it comes down to structure. That's ultimately what Apprentice does as a consulting organization specifically focused around internships is provide structure and guidance and consistent opportunities to balance productivity with learning for these interns. So as Apprentice evolves and works with internships and companies, how, how are you positioning yourself in the Indianapolis or central Indiana market? Is it a little bit of um, what you're talking about, about the structure? I don't want you to guys reveal your secret sauce, but I want you to kind of explain to people, how do you, how do you market internships? I think that's a very interesting thing that I think a lot of people don't realize. That's a great question. So our primary position right now, when we market the concept of having an internship program in general, is to treat it as a method of team growth. And this is a little bit of a fairly new or different way of looking at internships. It's not that it's only a way to give back to the community or you know, give, give your acquaintances, kids, an opportunity to learn and grow at your company. It can be a very powerful method of finding great talent and people to join your team. You know, I'm, we talked a little bit about it earlier, but with the workforce shortage right now, companies are having a much more difficult time finding people who have that traditional two to four or three to five years of experience in their field. But companies are still growing. New jobs are being created. A lot of their financial goals are related to job creation. And when it comes to those things, internships have been overlooked a little bit in terms of being a powerful tool to find the people, grow the people, and train the people to fill those roles. So to your point, from a marketing perspective, we're really marketing internships as a way to grow your team effectively and find the talent that 
is not really available and ready-made and ready to join your organization and hit the ground running. That's awesome. I love the position. Um, I've always been an advocate for your guys. Um, I think um, my last question out of this is, what is your experience in full circle, um, since this is more of a marketing-focused podcast, so more of a marketing internship? So what is your experience in full circle with marketing internships? Yeah, that's a great question. So marketing internships are really the reason that we started Apprentice in the first place. Um, my background is in the advertising agency world. I started my career there, as you mentioned during the intro, working a two-day-a-week internship out of high school. And I ended up staying with that company for eight years. That's that's unheard of, not just for someone who's fairly young, but also for you know the millennial generation in general. You know, it feels like every week I see an article about oh millennials are changing jobs constantly and the gig economy and everything else. And that is overwhelmingly true in terms of the overall trend. But at least in my own experience and many of the other experiences we've seen internships can create a level of loyalty um, to these companies. But with that said, the marketing internships in particular, just because of our background, have been a primary focus for Apprentice. So we've placed interns with agencies here in Indianapolis. Uh, Those roles specifically within the marketing sphere have ranged from pay-per-click and digital advertising to content production to uh, the obvious ones like social media management, web development and programming, graphic design, um, project management, sales and business development. I mean, if, if, uh, video photography. If you name a role within a creative agency, an advertising agency, or a marketing group, we have probably placed someone in that role in the past already. So we, we have a pretty strong core competency when it comes to marketing internships. One quick caveat to that though, while we have a lot of experience in marketing-based internships, the program is built to be industry and role agnostic, by which I mean the structures, processes, and development for these internship programs are not limited to a certain industry or a certain role, or a certain sector. They are ultimately built to be able to come alongside almost any organization and construct a methodical, well-thought-out, structured internship program that can bring value to the company and to the intern. Well, thank you for answering my questions, Paul. I appreciate it. And it's very insightful of how not only building and structuring the internships within the company, but going full circle and How do you market internships, especially marketing internships? Um, We're moving in the segment now to more of an offline background. Um, And I know you have a a story to to share that's not on the website, but um, would love to uh, have you kick that off and and, and talk about that offline background, how you're helping one of your clients currently. Yeah, absolutely. So one of our recent clients here that we're currently implementing an internship program for uh, that many are familiar with in Indianapolis. It's a company in Cromwell called Work Here. And Work Here is a job application for workers and job seekers who are looking for work opportunities that are typically in close proximity to them. It is ultimately geography-based. You can check them out at workhere.com. I know most people in this city are pretty familiar with them at this point. They've done a 
phenomenal job in terms of both growing their user base and growing knowledge of them as a tool. What's neat with their internship program in particular is we are placing for what is called the community coach internship role. The community coaches that work here are responsible for ultimately helping workers that are looking for new job opportunities through the Work Here app um, prepare for the job seeking process. So, you know, basic things like getting their account set up, helping them put together a profile, um, but also more uh, valuable and knowledge driven things like guidance and input on what types of um, certifications or licenses may help people advance their careers, connecting them directly with employers that may be good people to talk to for, for job opportunities. Um, I've even seen cases where the community coaches care so much about the people they're helping that even if they don't find a direct opportunity through work here itself, they'll help them find additional opportunities, even if it's not specifically through work here. So there's this awesome level of dedication to the people searching for jobs, which then obviously creates a positive um, influence on, on work here itself. The internship is really neat because we're specifically recruiting people who are more focused on building a career in HR or social services because of kind of the hands-on direct connection that you get to people who are trying to find these new opportunities and find new jobs. Um, and so it's a, it's a really cool opportunity that gives the chance to help a lot of people and have a real impact on their lives. So, we, you know, as Apprentice, we are helping to recruit interns that will then help recruit people who are looking for job opportunities through the Work Here app. So that's a, I'm really proud of that partnership. Too. And I love you sharing that story because you're showing actionable deliverability and passion. And it's usually people have one or the other. Sure. And it doesn't go, it doesn't coincide with one another. Um, we're moving into the next segment about, about you. Okay. About you, Paul. <laughs> um, so we know that you're the program director um, for Apprentice. Um, so that's how you get money. How do you live? Like we all need money to live and that kind of stuff. But what do you do creatively that you bring back in, to work in life to kind of make you more well-rounded? Absolutely. That's a, that's a great question. Um, as many people my age, I have a very strong focus on work-life balance. And what I mean by that is something that we have intentionally decided to do as an organization that in some ways flies in the face of traditional small business startup culture is try to, try to draw some fairly firm lines between um, when is work time and when is not. I meet a lot of entrepreneurs, and this is not a slight, I have a lot of respect for it, but you will hear people say things like, oh, I'm working 70-hour weeks, like I'm just I'm working day and night trying to make these things happen and grow these opportunities and grow my business, and I respect that. But at the same time, I feel like there's a level of diminishing returns when you push yourself that hard. And so we've structured the growth of our company to balance those things and try and get as close to a 40-hour work week as possible as a startup and a small business. Realistically speaking, that comes out to about 50 hours a week. But, you know, there's, there's an intentionality there to create that balance because we believe, you know, going back to the original question, 
that creating that balance ultimately makes the time we spend building this organization more effective. So outside of my time with Apprentice, I do a lot of things that are um, very mind and body oriented. Um, my longtime girlfriend and I both love um, hiking in the outdoors, so we'll do a lot of camping and ultimately find ways to disconnect from the constant input and information that we're all subjected to as part of modern life, which is a good thing for the record. I'm not complaining and I'm not going off the grid anytime soon, but the intentionality of finding time to turn off the email, turn off my Slack notifications, not be able to receive phone calls and just kind of go back to a temporary, more primitive existence helps me stay centered and ultimately makes me more productive, creative, and focused during the time that I am connected and working on building this organization. I think you answered my other question about health-wise. I think <laughs> a lot of people ignore um, their health. They ignore taking care of themselves in order to be productive and, and help other people. Can you expound a little bit more on other healthy things that you do, not intentionality of of not isolating, but you also have to take yourself out of the situation and clear your mind. Is there any other things that you do health-wise that you would like to let people know that there are other options out there to not just go to the gym and do this, but um, there's other other ways to be other ways to be healthy. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would love to focus that um, specifically into the context of a work day. One thing that has been very powerful for me, and it's very simple, but Throughout the course of the day, if you hit a moment of feeling overwhelmed or a little bit listless or wondering what you're going to do next or trying to prioritize, seriously, stop, stand up from your computer. And if you're in an environment that allows you to, take a walk. Maybe it's a walk around the office or over the kitchen. Ideally, it's outside if it's decent outside. But take a walk. Stop thinking about what you were thinking about. Come back to it. Because there is that, once again, like I mentioned, level of diminishing returns where the more you push at something that is causing issues or is difficult or that you're wrestling with, the harder it's going to be and the less you're going to get out of that time. So I, I, I do recommend those small disconnects to go clear your head, come back at the program again, or at the problem rather, and see if you have a new approach and some new thoughts after clearing your head that way. Well, Paul, I appreciate you talking about marketing internships, the structure of internships, because I feel like it's something that people don't take as much focus or think is as a high priority sometimes, as well as the success stories that you've had with, with work here and with other clients, but specifically work here, just naming that example, and then revealing a little bit more about yourself. I think a lot of people, when we're on podcasts, just don't realize, you know, who's the person behind the voice or behind the headshot or whatever, and they and it just takes more um, than just showing up to work that you have to be, have intentionality of making sure that you're healthy and you're focused in on what you're doing. So, Paul, I really appreciate you being on this episode. Thank you, Sean. Yeah, it was a pleasure to be with you and looking forward to uh, keeping in touch. And to all the Converge coffee drinkers out there, uh, check out Apprentice. Um, all the information um, will be on this episode.